Well, there is so much to be thankful for here at Global Heart Church, isn't there? Come on, the scripture I want to read from this morning, we're going to be focusing in on Heart for the House over the next few weeks. So this week, next week, and on the Sunday, the 4th of June, we're going to be looking at Heart for the House and what we've done in previous years, what, where we're up to in the building stage right now, and just dreaming big for the future and what us having our own facility will be able, the opportunities that will afford us and how we'll be able to impact the community by having our own venue just even saying that blows my mind a bit. We're going to have our own venue, everyone. It's good. So you'll see on your seats, you've got these uh, pledge cards or these giving cards. You can find that. You can take that home. Uh, really what we want to, you to do and, and give you the opportunity to go home, pray about the part that you can play. So on Sunday, the 4th of June, we're going to be taking up our offering, but you can also, uh, you know, make a faith pledge and say, I want to give this amount over the next six months. That's usually what Pastor Lisa and I do. We, we set a goal, we, we, we pray, we say, Lord, speak to us about part we can play. And uh, Pastor Lisa's usually got a bit more faith than I do. So we meet somewhere in the middle or I just bump up to what she says. It's uh, usually something like that. But we always pray and we uh, pledge over six months and we give faithfully every month to fulfill our pledge. And uh, that's what we do. You can choose to do that. You can choose to give on the day as well. We saw in the video, that's what Agnes has prepared to do. So whatever works for you. But I want to encourage you, take this home, pray over it. It's great because we've got the 3D concept design of church there. So you can be looking at that, praying over it. You can find your car spot as well, where you want to park, where the shade's going to be. No, I'm just joking. But uh, you can be praying over that. You can fill out the back of the card. Uh, you can either choose to bring the cash amount. Even if you bring cash, we would love for you to fill that out with your name and, and, and how much you're giving. And you can put that in the envelope and give on the day. Or you can just bring the card and you can pledge on the day and just bring your card and put it in the bucket when we take up the offering as well. So we'd love for you to take that home, pray over it, bring it back on Sunday the 4th of June with the information filled out. Uh, and you can do that on the front when there's a little bit more light. It's a bit dark in here, but when you take it home, you can scan the QR code there. So you just get your camera out on your phone. Uh, as you hold it over that, you should come up with a link and you can press on that. And that just takes you to the online version of this same form. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to lose mine. I don't want to lose it. You can just do that online and even do it now if you want. Or you can wait till the 4th of June and do that on that day as well. Um, and you can fill that out online too if that's a little bit easier for you as well. So we want to give options to everyone. Is that okay? So we're going to actually read the, script, the scripture this morning. Psalm 100, verse 4 to 5. It's really the heart that I have, and Pastor Susan and I as we were praying over this. The attitude that we should have in this heart for the house season. It says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Amen. Amen. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. I believe that when we approach the house of God, we should approach it with thanksgiving. We should approach God's throne with thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for what you have done in my life and what you're doing in my life right now. You know, I know that the decisions we make now and what we do now will impact generations to come. The Bible calls God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
What does that mean? It's not someone's three-letter name. No, it's the God of Abraham, the God of his son Isaac, and the God of his son Jacob. God is a God of generations. He's interested in the generations. Many of us get caught up in the here and now, and we're so focused on what's happening in our lives right now. We don't actually think that the decisions and what we're going through now is actually setting us up for our future. And the choices you make, and and I never thought about this when I was a young person, but young people, the choices you make now are going to impact your children and your children's children. I found that hard to fathom when I didn't have any kids. What do you mean I'm impacting my children now? But I can look back now having kids that the decisions I made 15, 20 years ago to be committed to God's house, to put him first, has actually set me up to to pass on equity to my children, not inequity. So many parents are passing on the pain and the hurt that they got from their parents and, and, and they can't pass on anything good to their kids because they're struggling in themselves. But I made a decision at 14 to give my life to Jesus, to surrender myself with good people, to be committed to God's house, to give into the church with everything, my heart, my soul, my money as well. I said, God, I'm going to put you first in every area. And as I've done that, I've actually changed and grown and break, broken free from things which I now can see I'm passing on to my children. Am I perfect? The areas where I haven't grown in, I haven't surrendered to God, I'm, I'm actually passing them on too. And they're the areas I want to change and grow. So young people, make a decision now. You know, this is a moment as we give, it's actually, there's something supernatural when we give. When we don't just give God lip service, but when we give Him something from our heart, where your treasure is, there your heart is, giving is always connected with our heart. And uh, as we give, as we sow into God's house with our heart and our finances, God does something supernatural in our lives. And I pray for all of us that when we come to this offering in two weeks' time, that we would come with a heart to say, God, I'm doing this now, but I know that I'm sowing something and seeding something which I'm going to harvest and and reap later on down the track. Amen? And not just money, but I'm going to reap to become a great parent, a great husband, a great wife. Many of you are in this room this morning saying, how on earth am I going to be a great parent when all I've got is pain from my parents? How am I going to be a great husband and wife when all I've seen is break up and divorce in my family? How am I going to do that? I guarantee that as you give and as you sow and as you, and, and, and I'm not just saying giving financially, I'll say give of your life to God. He can do something incredible in your life. He can pour back generously into your life. And when you didn't have a great father, he'll give you a great father in the house. When you couldn't make friends outside, he'll give you great friends in here. Where you couldn't stay committed to one relationship, he'll enable you to stay committed to the one person for the rest of your life. When, when you've been uh, stingy and holding back and not generous, he'll give you the ability to be generous and still succeed as well. Amen? Hey, I'm preaching this morning. Who's enjoying this? I think I need to be like this more often. Heart for the House is about the future of our church. It's not about the here and now. Yes, there's things that we can do now, but it really, if we're honest, it's about the future. Uh, I, I just want to say, Heart for the House is, if you're unsure, you're like, what is he talking about? It's our annual offering to assist with the development of our church. It's a time where we can come together and give thanks and give back to God for all that he's done in our lives and give back into the house for generations to come. 
It's about establishing a house that will last for generations and impact generations to come with the good news of Jesus. Can I get an amen? So you might be saying, well, why can't we just do what we're doing with our normal tithes and offerings? Why do we have to take up another big offering every year? I want to say that we do a lot with our tithes and offerings. Every week where we give, your faithful giving, we can do so much as a church. We couldn't actually have church if it wasn't for your faithful giving. You know, we, 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 we are able to rent this space. We, we pay the venue higher three months in advance. The cinema loves us. We're, we're on time with our, with our uh, paying of our invoice. So we do that. We're able to rent this space. We can provide hospitality. Amen for the tea and coffee. So we can have tea and coffee in the foyer. We can have the kids, they can have their own cinema with music and lights and a projector where they see Bible stories on the screen in a fun, interactive way. They can have toys and crafts where they can learn the Word of God at their level. We can have events like we did yesterday, Global Youth, where we can have uh, events and, and meet together and encourage one another with sisterhood and men's events and influentials. We can employ staff as a church now, which is great. We can help the sick. We can feed the poor. We can help those in distress and in their time of need, which we do every week. We can't tell you the amount of stories of how we as a church can come alongside people and help them in their time of need. We can do so much and will continue to do so much to love on people and to provide a place for people to know Jesus. We do that every week with our tithes and offerings. But this specific offering is to assist with improving our facility and our equipment to help provide a better experience for everyone who calls Global Heart Church home. And then having our own building, which is what our Heart for the House offering is going towards, will allow us to grow. As you can see, we are running out of room. We have one section of chairs at the back, and that's about it now, and a few spaced in between. So we are, we are largely running out of room. They say in church building, once you get to kind of 75% capacity, you need to go again because we're not allowing any room for growth. We're actually capping ourselves. So this is a great place to say, if you want to come to our 8.30 service, we've got plenty much more room for you. So we are filling up. It's over half filled now, but there's more room. So if you're like, I'm done sitting shoulder to shoulder with the person, don't look to the person next to you as I say this, all right? But if you want to have a little bit more space and a, and a little bit of a uh, little bit of more extra room, you can come to the 8.30 service. We would love for some 8.30 missionaries. Amen. That would be great. But uh, we, we really are in desperate need of a new venue. We just cannot fit everyone in now. And uh, so we need to have our own place where we can grow, but also will allow us to provide even more opportunities to serve our community. I really want to tell everyone, we've got so many ideas and plans that God has laid on our heart that we want to do as a church, which we're going to share in a couple of weeks, about how we can, by having our own building, impact so much more of the community than we can right now. We can run, you know, a Sunday service. We can have events every now and then on a Saturday. But if we could do stuff all during the week where you can come in and we can do uh, different things to impact the community, we're going to be able to see so many more Im people impacted by the good news of Jesus. Can I get an amen? So I'm excited that we're, our vision as a church and this offering goes beyond ourselves. It's not just to have a great time in church, but it's to impact people and, 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 and sowing seeds now where we're going to see a great harvest of souls in the future. Amen. 
So in previous years, what are the, some of the things, just so you know, what are some of the things that we've done to improve our church facility and experience for you each week? You might be new to our church and you're saying, well, well what has it gone to in the past? In 2018, with our very first Heart for the House offering, amongst other things, we purchased all of our cafe tables and chairs that you find in the foyer. That was through People's Giving. In 2019, we bought these extra lights and a new lighting desk down here so we could have the robotic lights. In 2020, we purchased a new laptop, which we would think would go to live streaming. Little did we know that we were going to go into a worldwide pandemic and have to stream all of our services online. So we bought it in preparation for that, and it was perfect for us to be able to... uh, do church online. In 2021, we took up a really great offering. We were able to buy new tables and chairs and other items for Global Kids and Crash. We bought a new speaker for Global Kids. And then we, uh, we said at that point, we believe that we could take up, <clears throat> excuse me, a deposit for our church land, which we was at that time wasn't even on the radar. And some things happened in Perth where they were in a really great financial position and had some uh, different things happen where they were then, Pastor Jared called us and said, hey, now's the time to start looking for land. We had shared the good news about uh, of the great offering we took up. And he said, hey, with that, we want to partner with you. Find a piece of land, go out scouting the land. And that's where Pastor Justin and the team came across uh, the place that we found in Cabalonga. And we met with the owner and we put our offer in. And what was great is when we signed that deal and when it came time to paying the deposit which we needed to pay at the start, what we loved and we were so excited about was the amount of money in our operating account was the exact amount that we needed for the deposit for the land. And we were just saying, God, this is in the right time and the right moment for us to do this. And then last year, through our giving, uh, once having the land, uh, we then said, what do we need to do? So last year's giving, through last year's giving, we were able to consolidate the parcels of land, initial costs for architectural design, uh, different engineering drawings. We submitted our application to the council for a permit to build on the land. We improved our resources in Global Kids and our creche ministry. Uh, with some other things. We updated equipment in our production and media team with a new laptop as well. Uh, We found there was a need that came up with so many of the teens coming in church. We needed to do something, so we were able to use resources from our offering to be able to go towards starting the teens program in second service. And we said last year about our desire to have our own office space. It blows my mind as we set this vision, God, a year later, God always comes through. And we've just recently fitted out our, our new church office where we had our baptisms. Amen. And you can come in and have meetings with us now. If you want to book an appointment, you can do that. If you want to have your connect group from there, you can fill out a booking form online and all of these sorts of things. It's so great that we've got a place now all during the week that you can come and have things which are going to help you in your church experience. So can we give the Lord a hand for that? So good. So good. So we just want to say thank you. And we're going to share next week about more about the specifically on the land and where we're up to. Uh, we're going to share more design. You'll see the designs and the floor plan, the updated floor plan, all of the structural and engineering drawings. We've got all of that. And we just want to share some vision about our goal for the heart for the house this year. So come next week, we're going to be sharing that as well. But I just want to, before we kind of close, I just want to encourage all of us that this time right now, it's a divine moment. 
This is a divine moment, this time and place we have with this offering. I don't believe it's by chance that we're at where we're at right now and with what's going on with our church. God is in this. God is building our house. God is, is adding new people in. He's raising up leaders. He's doing things. Is God doing something in your life? I know that. I can see it. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I remember going to youth conferences and hearing this word carpe diem. Anyone heard that? It's like the major youth thing. It's like seize the day. It's Latin for seize the day. And I'm a big believer that God puts moments in our lives whether we will respond to Him or not. And I believe this is a moment right now where God is asking us to respond. You know, I think about this, teach, teach us to number our days. The Bible's saying teach us. I don't think this comes naturally for us to, to seize the moment and to number our days and the time that we're in. You know, I thought about it. If I lived for another 50 years, I've never really thought about how many days I have left. Let's say I, I live till I'm 85, right? And that's another 50 years. That's only 18,000 more days. 79,000 or 17,999. It's going down quick. <laughs> but right, we, we, we don't think about the days and we don't think about this moment and the decisions that we make now. It's so crucial for us to say, God, what I do now impacts generations to come. As we join together and sacrifice together, we're not just impacting our family, we're impacting our children, our children's children and people down the line who, you know, it's closer to 2060 than it is to 1960. I, I, I read that, I was like, that just doesn't make sense. We're closer to 2060 than we are to 1960. I thought, Lord, cars are going to be flying, all of this, back to the future, if you've ever seen that, that's what I think, right? Like time is going so fast. Time is going so fast. The choices we make now are so important. We, many of us, we live with little awareness that life is short. We need to learn this. It, having this wisdom must be learned that life is short. Our days are numbered. We need to treat each day, not like it's our last. You know, we don't want to have this kind of morbid view of life, but, um, but we need to look at it and say, God, what, what I'm doing now, I can't waste today. I don't want to waste today. Because in 10 years' time, you'll look back and say, what have I actually done with my life? Ephesians 5 verse 16 says, make the most of every opportunity. This is a divine moment for all of us where God is saying, listen now, grab this moment, seize this moment. You know, many times we don't want to listen to God about moments because the moment is costly. We like listening to God when He's like, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to favor you. I'm going to pour into your life so you've got so much where you can't count it. Amen, right? We like hearing that. I like responding to that call of God. But when God's saying, I'm going to do this, you're going to reap a great harvest, but it's going to cost you something right now, I, I tend to switch off. I say, Lord, I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that. But even though it's costly, I want to encourage all of us to seize the moment. Martin Luther King says, faith is taking the first step when you can't see the whole staircase. Now's the time for all of us to take a step of faith, not knowing, not knowing what is going to come around the corner, but saying, God, I trust in you and I'm going to seize the moment right now. You know, I believe this is a divine moment to proclaim the praises of God. 
Come on, the scripture says to proclaim the praises of him. Let's be thankful to him. Let's be thankful as we come into his courts. Let's be thankful as we come into his house. Let's bless his holy name. Amen. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. To do what, it says, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into what? I love that. We're a special chosen people, not just to have a happy clappy moment together with selves, but to do what? To proclaim the good news. God has called us out of darkness into His light. We, know not, we no longer walk in the dark. And as we put a stake in the ground and sacrifice together and, and, and bring our offering together, we are starting to proclaim the good news of Jesus. Amen. That people would hear that Jesus died on them for the cross. He rose again, set us free from our sin and our shame and our pain and has given us a great purpose and destiny in our life. That is the gospel. And this building is another reminder of the the souls that Jesus will change. Amen. It's not just a building for building's sake and for us to be our own special royal priesthood of people. No, it's to proclaim the good news of Him who saved us. Amen. You know, planting a church is hard. It's difficult. Uh, you know, even going into this building season, it's difficult. But as we all play our part and we all sacrifice, God can do something amazing in our lives. You know, my last point is this, God, He's a God of increase. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 to 8 and 10 to 11 says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Can I get an amen? You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. You know, as we come to this offering, you might feel like the farmer, you know, we think the farmer, as he gives out seed, and as he throws it and it leaves his hand and goes to the ground, he could be thinking, oh, I'm losing. I don't have much. But in reality, what he's doing, he's sowing in faithful expectation of reaping a great harvest. He's actually giving in anticipation of a future harvest. I want to say it's the same for us when we give in this Heart for the House offering. As we start to give and as we start to throw our seed into the ground, we could think, oh, but I have less to do this. I have less to buy that. I have less. But you're actually sowing in anticipation of receiving a great harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. Of a great harvest. You know, it's not like I'm giving out and I'm losing. When you give with God, you never lose. When you give with the right heart and with the right motives, you never lose with God. 
You know, many of us, we might be thinking, oh, but my resources, I can't all give this. We can't all give the same. That's fine. We can't all give the same, but we are all called to give. We might not all give the same, but we are all called to give. You might be a student with not much. That's okay. We're still called to give. You might be doing really well in your business. You might be giving more than most people. That's fine. We're all called to give. Giving should never be motivated by uh, coercion or manipulation. I'm not going to say if you don't give, this is going to happen. You need to this. I'm not going to coerce or manipulate anyone into giving. You decide in your heart what you give. Giving should, giving should be motivated by the purposes of our own heart and done so cheerfully. Just as we come to a close, the worship team can help me. You know, I, I thought about this. Can we give cheerfully when it's sacrificial? Is it possible to give cheerfully when it costs me something? And I thought about the answer and I was like, yes, it's possible. I thought about when Lisa gave birth to our girls and the, the pain and the, the challenge and the sacrifice she went, to, uh, went through to be able to give birth to our girls. And, and mothers, you could all speak for this. You had to give up certain foods. You couldn't do certain things. The nice clothes that you wanted to wear, you couldn't wear them anymore. Or I, I don't know. I don't know what it's like. But there was things that you couldn't do. And the pain and the trial and the challenge that you went through... It, it was difficult. I can't even imagine. I, I couldn't even bear to see Lisa when she was giving birth and everything that was going on and the pain that she went through through childbirth. But I remember the moment where she held Charlotte and gave her her first kiss. There was, you know, uh, uh, sounds going off and there was pe- doctors and nurses in the room and there was they had them straight on these incubators and all these sorts of things. And I was thinking, what on earth was going on? I was just like looking like a deer in headlights. I didn't know what was going on. But I remember filming the moment where the, the nurses brought Charlotte over and gave her and just put Charlotte right next to Lisa. And Lisa starts crying and she's so happy and tears of joy come out of her eyes she's just like oh Charlotte my little darling and she just kisses her and I filmed that moment I watch it back and I just think even in the sacrifice at the end of it it was joyful she had so much joy at the end of that where everything that she'd sacrificed to that to get to that point immediately went away when she saw the joy and the fruit of her sacrifice and I think about sporting teams and, and, and people, not that I speak from experience, but you know, people who go to the gym and work out, there's sacrifice involved and there's pain involved. But as you commit to it, you start to see results and there's a joy that comes from it and endorphins that are released because you start to see change from all the effort that you put in. And the same with sporting teams. And just want to give a shout out to someone wearing a Man City shirt today. Yeah, whatever. I humbly concede. Next year, next year. But uh, well done to these guys. But, uh, you know, the, the pain and the heartache and the sacrifice that they went through, disciplining their bodies to train every day, to not eat certain things, to not do something, to come together, to sacrifice what they think they could do, to play a team role, will all come. Will, they, they won't even think about the sacrifice when it comes to winning the title. 
And so many of us in church, as we sacrifice, as we, it's costly to us, as we give something, the moment we walk into that building, the moment we start seeing people saved, the moment we start seeing our church grow and, 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 and families being restored and drug addicts coming in and getting free and families being reunited and people walking in and finding hope, people with mental health and depression and anxiety coming in and that being lifted off everything that we sacrificed and, and, and gave up together will all be worth it when we see lives and souls restored in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this is a moment for us to see, to, to seize the moment and to know that as we give, we will be poured back in generously by our Father. I came into church as a broken 14-year-old, not knowing anything about God. But like I said at the start, as I started to give my life to God and not just half-heartedly, but I gave everything. I said, Jesus, I'm here. If you're real, come into my life. And I gave Him everything. I gave Him my wallet. I gave Him my heart. I gave Him my time. I gave Him my sacrifice. And as I did that, I gave Him my obedience. And as I've done that and continue to do that, not perfectly, not without its challenges, not without its hiccups, I can look back over the last 21 years and say, God, I would not change a thing. I would continue to sacrifice. I'll continue to do that because what He's poured back into me so generously, I could never do that by myself. I could not live the life I'm living if it wasn't for the one name and His name is Jesus. As we sacrifice together, church, as we play our part, not equal giving, but equal sacrifice, all of us doing something as we give, as we sacrifice, when we see this building built and these lives change, we will look back. We won't even think about the sacrifice. We will know that God is doing something great and that generations and our lives for generations to come will be impacted in the mighty name of Jesus.